I am Kat Shi. I am a senior account manager with Paris Software. The compute power used by AI is increasing exponentially. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Kat. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. It's very fun that we're both cats. I think that's that's a first for me. Uh, <laughs> I love the name. You have a great name. Ah, so do you. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about semiconductors and some of the industry's biggest trends. But first, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? I started my career as a software engineer at a semiconductor company. I got the opportunity to work with a technical sales lady, and she inspired me to transition into sales. In sales, it's important to be a great listener and be able to empathize with customers. As you know, Catherine, for many women, we have those innate listening and empathy skills. That has empowered me to be good at what I do. Great. And actually, this is a follow-up question since your name is also Catherine, but you also go by Cat like I do. But that's kind of unusual. So why do you go by Cat? instead of like Kathy or Katie or Kate? Yes, I came from Hong Kong. I was born and raised in Hong Kong. And when I grew up, I remember in kindergarten, my name was too long for my little friends. So I decided to shorten it. So I went from Catherine to Kat. Okay, yeah, I don't know why I I go by Kat actually. So I was just curious if you had an answer. What are some of the the biggest trends that you're seeing right now in the semiconductor industry? I'll talk about two big trends I see. First is the emerging of a processor standard called RISC-V. It is an acronym spelled out as R-I-S-C-V. In telecommunications industry, companies are used to collaborating and building on standards like 5G. However, this is not the case with microprocessors. The most popular processors made by, for example, Intel, Qualcomm, NVIDIA, they are based on closed standards. Over the recent years, RISC-V has taken off uh, on a global scale that I think will change the landscape of computing. The second trend that I see is that many semiconductor startups have popped up and several have achieved unicorn valuations. At the same time, many system companies who traditionally would buy chips from outside are building chips themselves. That means a lot of money and talents are flowing into semiconductors. Most of these new designs are specialized, quote unquote, AI processors. I am excited about this renaissance in the semiconductor industry. They drive innovation in both hardware and software advances. Okay, you mentioned a a few buzzwords there that I am going to ask you more about later. But first, can you tell me what some of the driving forces behind those trends are? Yeah, let me go back in history a little bit. 
In the past 50 years, the foundation of the tremendous growth of technology has been driven by what we call Moore's law. So Gordon Moore predicted that the number of transistors on a microchip doubles every two years, though the cost of computers is halved. So that means many years ago, a cell phone cost a lot of money. Only a few people can buy a mobile phone. But nowadays, uh, an Android phone or an iPhone is much more affordable. Now, recently, there's a new trend that has taken off even faster than the Moore's law. And that is the compute power needed by AI calculations. The compute power used by AI is increasing exponentially with a four month doubling time. Since 2012, this metric has grown by more than 300,000 X. These drivers have created tremendous demand for AI processors. Okay, AI processors. Yes, let's talk about that. What is an AI processor and how is this important to a consumer? It is all about math. AI deep learning boils down to volumes and volumes of matrix calculations that have to be done in parallel in split seconds. An AI processor is specially designed for that kind of algorithm. It's very important to a consumer because today AI is applied everywhere from Alexa to real-time fraud detection on credit cards. The speed and accuracy of AI are especially important for safety critical products such as autonomous cars and surgical robots. Now, okay, we are on a 5G show on a telecommunication shows. So I talk about the 5G use cases. 5G has made possible many edge IoT use cases. Some of these IoTs will use AI processors as well. AI inferences may be done all on the edge or in a hybrid way where the edge will does the first level and data gets sent back to the data center for full inferencing. Excellent. And you also mentioned the open standard RISC-V. What technological challenges does this help solve? Yeah, so very much like uh, Open RAN in Telco, RISC-V empowers more innovation. So prior to RISC-V, microprocessors are designed by a small community. Only a handful of companies have the know-how. With RISC-V, even college students can get the tools and templates to design a simple but real processor. As a result, creating a much larger expertise pool. Now, time back to the AI processor we talked about. With RISC-V, companies have means to customize and add their secret sauce while enjoying a software ecosystem that will magically work because it's all based on a standard. And because college courses are teaching with RISC-V everywhere, there are a lot more candidates in the job market pool. Now, okay, tying back to 5G again. So for those of us who are interested in 5G, I'll talk about two applications of RISC-V in 5G. Uh, one example is Andy's Technology is a publicly traded processor IP company in Taiwan, and they build RISC-V processor IP. Their design is used in a 5G base station on a chip. 
which is a programmable platform with integrated AI. Now, looking forward a little bit, another example is Radio Resource Management RRM for 5G. RRM is complex. It's for maximizing the utilization of available frequency bandwidths for different applications. Now, some, some of the applications can be like autonomous vehicles. They require high reliability, high speed. Another example is video telephony and virtual reality. They require high bandwidth. The third one is machine-to-machine -machine IoT, which is just massively huge in scale. Now, RRM has to be executed in a matter of milliseconds to be able to address all these different kinds of applications. Otherwise, the quality of service would suffer. Now, there are traditional hardware methodologies, such as FPGAs, a uh, few programmable gate arrays that can be used, but they're just too expensive to be used in the large scale and dense 5G networks. Therefore, the industry as a whole is looking at uh, using RISC-V-based accelerator with recurrent neural network, RNN, uh, customizations to address this particular problem. I love that you are making sure to plug 5G because I'm not doing a very good job of that. None of my questions has had anything to do with 5G. So, so thank you for, for doing that for me. My job. <laughs> it's also mine, but I'm not doing as good of a job right now. What is Imparis's role in all of this? Thanks, Catherine. I'll add a plug. Imparis is not a household name, but we are a leader in what we do, which is advanced simulation of complex products. In Paris, provide simulation tools and virtual platforms to hardware verification and software engineers so that they can design the complete system better and faster. Our customers include Fortune 100 companies and startups. We are helping with many AI chip and system designs. Pretty much everyone is customizing their processors and this requires additional verification and optimization. These are Imperis's expertise. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. My pleasure of being here. Thanks for having me. Well Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.